Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kev. I'm Leslie. Hello, Les. Hello. Haven't seen each other for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've got a tan. <laughs> you that. do have a tan. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. You don't show me your white bits. No. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we are at episode 25, number 27. We're at Skunk and Nancy with Stoosh. Yay. <laughs> I love this album. Okay, alright, so do I. So this I is listened gonna... to it when I was in Fiji, because I went to Fiji. Did you? Yeah, No one knew about your trip to Fiji. Yeah, do you want me to talk about it? So I went snorkelling, <sighs> yep. and I saw loads of tropical fish. I saw a snake, sea snake. They're actually 40 times more venomous than land snakes. Really? Never swam so fast in my life. <laughs> um, went cave swimming. Have you ever seen the film Blue Lagoon? Hmm. Maybe I'll look that up on IMDb. No, no. let's not do that. Um, but it was filmed there, and okay. you have to swim under... You couldn't be claustrophobic, you'd hate it. Because you've got to swim through these wee things to get into the um, other caves. Uh-huh. Drank cocktails, read books. Um, I did see some of your pictures and I was like, I hate you right now. Yeah. Because you were in Fiji and I was in Hobart, Tasmania, where it was 0.7 on one of the days. It was freezing. Yeah. You're Lovely. Not, you don't like the cold. No, I hate the cold. You're a bit cold now. Well, we are, it's... Oh, it's kicked in. I know, the aircon's on and it's, it's started to blow some hot air, so that's good news. Um, it's freezing in Australia right now, right? Can we both agree on that? Well, no, because it's not freezing. It's just not... We're not prepared. No, we're not at all. Like, it's 10 or 11 degrees. That is not cold. No, it's 10 degrees and the sun's out. Exactly. <laughs> but we don't have heating in our houses. Like, you've got to put the aircon on, like, full blast for the, to get heat. Exactly. To be fair, we're, you're sitting in a T-shirt and a little tracksuit top. It's not as if you're, like, you're rubbed up. No, that is true. Should we get into it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was I saying? So this is Stoosh. So uh, Twitter and Facebook, we're at Britpop Banter, or email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Send us your questions, feedback, guilty pleasures, keep sending those through. And the last disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own, and while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Like you said, we definitely appreciate this album. Yes. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, last week's... Well, last episodes, I should say, because we haven't seen each other in a little while. Elastica. Yes. Thoughts on that one? Stand by it. I stand by it too. Stand by it. I haven't changed my mind at all, no. actually. In and fact, a couple of people agree with us. Yeah, I'm doubling down on yeah. the fact that it doesn't hold up. Doesn't. And I think when you listen to it and you haven't done for a while, you're like, oh, this is, this is mm-hmm. amazing. This is great. I'm really enjoying it. But then, because of the exercise that we've gone through, where we have to analyse every album and listen to it repeatedly and delve into the lyrics, and it's, it's a pretty shallow album. Oh, that's harsh, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it is. But it is. Okay, cool. All right, well, at least we're both going to get smashed for that Well, compared one. to the one we're about to talk about. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so I mentioned it at the end of the Elastica episode. There will be some swearing, Leslie, in this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Effing <laughs> brilliant. Well, you can swear, right? But that I was like, oh, are we going to be really childish and like just swear like mad because Shit we have bitch. it? <laughs> so anyway, look, the Whoops. e. I've got to put the e next to the episode. It's the first time we've done it. Why? Because we're going to play some songs that have swearing in it, and also some of the lyrics we talk about have swearing in it. And plus, me and Les can actually swear for once. All right. So if you don't like that, we apologise. There's not much we can do about it in this I'm one. not going to swear a lot because I have a broad vocabulary, so... 
I don't feel the need to degrade myself with such coarse language. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. I was just coming in like a couple of school kids giggling away. Yeah, no, I won't. Right, okay. Um, one little bit of sad news this week um, mm. around one half of Cassius. Yes. Um, and I've, I've changed the intro a little bit to play some Cassius. Um, so, Philippe Serbaneshi known as Philip Zidar. Apparently he fell from a balcony. Yeah, it was an accident. I know, it's terrible. And they've actually got a new album just dropped on Friday. Oh, no way. Yeah, they literally... Brand Did you new listen al- to it? I have listened to it a couple of times. And? Um, it's it's all right. It's okay. Um, look, I've, I'm partial to early Cassius. Yeah, me too. Um, 1999 is one of my favourite albums. And... It's just, it's just sad. It's it really, sad. really well, it's terrible. It's unnecessary. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible news. So, um, not good. Um, what did you think of the Gene episode? Because that's the one... Elastica, I think, went okay. Gene went crazy. Were you surprised by how much traction the Gene episode got? Um, not re- Well, a little bit, because I didn't think it would be more popular than... Well, fastest downloaded episode ever. Makes me think, shows you how underrated they are. Exactly. Because there's lots of... And it's also traditional Britpop, right? Mm. Yeah. So people are, like, really interested to hear that. Yeah. Um, I am surprised it went that... But it's a great album, though. It's a great album. And I think maybe it's because Gene don't get the publicity that they should get, that when something yeah, comes up around Gene, people come to. So... Um, it's I think it's sitting at like number six or seven in the most downloaded episodes ever, which is crazy because it only just came out you know a week and a half ago. Yeah. Right. Um, so I really really enjoyed doing that. Um, did you watch Noel Gallagher? Did you have a watch of that? No. What? Well, why not? Been on holiday. Oh, you've not watched it since you got back. So if you want to look, I, I, I posted him live at the the Isle of Wight festival. The whole the whole actual concert. It was really good. It was really enjoyable. Oh. It was lovely. I got a bit teary at a couple of songs. Oh dear. He did Wonderwall as well, actually, which was nice. Um, he had a couple of shouts out, like the Stop Crying Your Heart Out song. He, uh, he um, did a tribute to Leeds fans because they didn't get promoted, which was <laughs> lovely. I don't think Black Star Dancing translates live. It wasn't, you know, the, the how big the bass is on Black Star um, Dancing. Um, um. It doesn't come through on the live version, so it didn't didn't really work for me. He started to lose his voice a couple of songs, but overall, it was it was really enjoyable. So go out and watch it if you, if you haven't. Um, on that note, we've got Shockwave that's that's come out. Obviously, um, you've had the No with the Black Star Dancing. How do you feel now about them being? And I think you need to want, watch this concert. But how do you feel about them being separate right now? Don't like it. Why? Do you not think you're getting the best of both worlds at the moment? You're getting good music from both sides? No, I don't think you are. Really? You don't think you're getting the, both of, the best of each other? Well, no. <laughs> um, I guess it's because... I don't know. Like, but you're getting a bit sentimental about what, you know... You don't want... Do you want another Oasis it's album? It's 25 years, though, from Definitely Maybe, and I just keep holding on to the hope that they've got 12 months to get their... Act together. Act together. And, and, it's not going to happen. They hate, did you see what Noel said? Well, you haven't, but it was... Do you want, would you rather see Man U um, win the quadruple or 
see Liam Gallagher pack out Wembley and he goes, I'd rather shit in my own mouth or eat my own shit or something like that. Like a brutal, brutal. So there is no chance what of them getting... What did getting... they fall out about? They fell out in Paris, remember? They were about to go on stage in Paris and they just... Oh, they, they and then no fight. broke guitars that um, <clears throat> Liam's son had bought him or something. Oh, really? I can't... I just remember Paris, they were about to walk on stage and that was it, it killed them both. So... Um, I don't know, I'm kind of, I like the way things are. I'm happy to hear from both. Although, Noel is... He's very outspoken. Like, the stuff that he says. I and love it. Bring it on. I don't... He had a pop at vegans. And one of his band members is a vegan. Which, what did he say about vegans? What's the point? <laughs> don't even. Like, you just had this massive... I'm with Noel. Ark away. Don't even. Um, Alright, well, listen. We'll get to hear... In the next, you know, six months or so, a new album from Liam and Noel, so we'll get to review them again. I just hope that Noel... I just hope this album's better than his last. Because I'll be really disappointed. Well, he played a lot of his last album, and um, it actually sounded really good live. So, I don't know, put it on after this. Have a a wee watch, it's lovely. Okay. Um, All right, you've got your enemy top ten. We are there. I got excited (laughs) about that. So... Enemy top 50 top Britpop tracks. We're now at the top 10. Okay, can I... It's going to go Oasis, Blur, Pulp, Pulp, Oasis, 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 Oasis. Yeah, well, it's not. So, um, really? 11, just to get us in the mood, was To the End by Blur. Remember we yes. were doing this whole Blur, Blur Pulp? Blur, Pulp, Blur, Well, Pulp. that's kind of the same. Um, <laughs> so, number 10, Universal. Number 10? Blur. It's a great song. Number 9, Trash. Suede. Mm. Number eight, Girls and Boys. Blur. Yep. Seven, Animal Nitrate. Suede. <laughs> no Oasis yet. Nope. Hey, number we... six, Common People. Pulp. Number six. I was wondering where that. So we're about be. to get into the top five. <laughs> yeah. And there hasn't been one away single Oasis. So track. they're all Oasis, aren't they? Number five, Wonderwall. Oh, it's Oasis. number five. I would have had that up there. Okay. Number four. Cigarettes and alcohol, Oasis. <laughs> Number three, Supersonic, Oasis. <laughs> Number two, Don't Look Back in Anger, Oasis. Number two. And number one, Live Forever by Oasis. The top five are all Oasis. My friends who voted for that, big tick. Cigarettes <laughs> and alcohol, though, no. Okay. So Wonderwall, yes, even though it's, we've talked about it and it's overplayed. Supersonic, 100%. Don't Look Back in Anger is a classic. Live Forever. I don't know if cigarettes and alcohol is in that Bucket. cohort. Yeah, okay. Do you like that song? Yeah, I do. Cigarettes and alcohol. What don't you like about it? It's annoying. <laughs> it's not my favourite. It's a skipper. You're... It's a skipper? It's a skipper. <sighs> well, controversial. That is controversial. Hey, I really enjoyed that, that, that breakdown. Thank you. You're I've, been, I've been thinking because we haven't seen each other for two weeks. I'm like, what? What the did you hell? think was going to be number one? I, I thought I thought it was Wonderwall. To be fair, yeah, everyone well. loves Wonderwall. It's you know, they it's, do. Um, Noel's version of Wonderwall is really, really nice. Actually, really nice. So, are you in love with Noel? No, because he's an outspoken muppet. Okay. Sometimes, I just feel like you've got a little bit of a fanboy moment for Noel going on. Today. I think you once you watch that concert, you'll go. Actually, I, I like okay. uh, you know. Um, I don't think there's much point in them getting back together and doing the 25th anniversary tour. Don't think so. You wouldn't go and see that? You wouldn't go and see Oasis play so definitely, where, where, maybe? Where are we going to go see it? 
right? It's not going to be, there's no, oh, the Opera House would be the iconic venue, but it's not big enough for them. Well, no Gallagher and you two are playing at the SCG. Yeah, I saw that. If he does a solo one, I'm all in. Did you get tickets? Nah. Why not? You said you were going to go. Well, no. So, <laughs> because I thought about it, if it was, and I, I realised, if it was you two doing a concert, as in... All the stuff. And I listened to Joshua Tree, good album. I don't know if I want to hear it. Really? Like, I don't know if I want to pay over 200 lot. bucks. It was a lot. And I know it'll come on, and he'll only be on for about an hour, because he'll only be the support. Not even, I wouldn't say. So then... You know, and Joshua Tree's a great album. Streets Have No Name, With or Without You, and they're all great, but there's a lot of not great songs on Joshua Tree too. Okay. So, I'm with you. I reckon he'll do it. He's not going to come all the way to and Australia one, just yeah. to do four. He's too much of an ego. Yeah, to he be make the, some money on the side then. Of course he will. Yeah, of course. And he'll want to sell out his own tour, not be on, riding the coattails of Bono. Yeah, okay. Um, next week, I've got the top 100... Artists of all time, according to Rolling Stones. Right now, there is some stuff in yeah, it's and it goes way back and it covers artists from every genre, um, and there's obviously ones that I've never heard of. You're never so it's it's. I want to get your. I think I know who number one will be. Well, let's not spoil it. I'm just thinking. <laughs> so we'll cover that next week. Okay. And I'll get your thoughts. Um, we charted in. Ecuador! No? Who's listening in Ecuador? I tell you exactly who's listening. (laughs) It's funny. A bloke called Tim is listening to Ecuador. So I don't know how the Spotify charts is working, but I posted that we charted in Ecuador. And Tim's like, "Uh, I'm on my honeymoon and I'm in Ecuador and I'm listening. And I'm like, so that's one person listening in Ecuador. Thanks, Tim. We got to number eight. Congrats on you getting married and going on your honeymoon. I hope you had a lovely time. He, did you see his story about uh, Radiohead? By the way, it might have been while you were away. No. All right, let me let me read a bit of it. It's got some swearies in it. Just a heads up. So he emailed us because he's. We talked about. I talked about the fact that the time that I had on Radiohead. And oh yeah. At Glastonbury in '97, I worked backstage serving meals to bands and crews. How good's that? First of all, what a job. I worked in WH Smith. Yeah. You worked at the Leisure Pool. Yeah. He's working at Glastonbury. Anyway, he's like, met a shed load of Britpop types through this, including Terrorvision, but that's another story. <laughs> I want that story, because we both argue about Terrorvision all the time. It sounds glamming. We did get in free and camped backstage next door to Matt Priest of Dodgy one year, but I used to have to work four hours on, four hours off between 7 and 11, so not ideal. Anyway, in 97, me and a mate finished a shift about 10 past 11 on the pyramid where Radiohead post the bends pre-OK computer. Their set was already 25 minutes in, having started at 10.45. Meanwhile, over on the other stage, Cooler Shaker were about to kick, out, kick off due to start at 11.20. Yep. Gross. We chose Cooler Shaker. <laughs> of course what? I... Yeah, Yeah, oh, of course I regretted this decision after an hour and that regret grew and grew over the years as I never got to see Radiohead. I tried to get a ticket, couple, tickets a couple of times and failed and failed. Then in the summer of 2016, somebody offered me two tickets to Radiohead at the Camden Roundhouse. £75 each. Okay? So my girlfriend, now wife, uh, he's on the honeymoon with, wasn't massively keen, but as I couldn't risk missing out again, I declared it date night. That's the best thing, is when you, your partner doesn't want to do something and you make it a date night, you get away with it. It's brilliant. 
So he stomped out 150 quid, 19 years after a poor decision, I finally had the chance to make amends. Fuck me. Not a single song off the bends. Not a single song <laughs> off OK Computer. A set comprised of entirely new and more recent experimental material for the whole night. Um, almost as though they were taking the piss and I'll look at what, what you could have won. They closed with Karma Police. So one song. By that time I was so deflated I didn't give a shit. The disappointment almost physically hurt as did the thought of each of, one, each of those £150. Needless to say... I hate Radiohead these days. Oh. <laughs> it is annoying when bands do that. We've talked about this, right? So annoying. And Radiohead are... I told you, like, so you go see Radiohead, they, they, they play half their... When I saw them, they played half the Rocky stuff, which was great. And then they went straight into the weird stuff where people just don't know how to move or dance or sing. It's very unusual. Anyway... Um, if you have any stories... Do you know what that's called, though? What's that? I mean, that's karma. Um, <laughs> karma police. Because anyone who chooses Kulashika <laughs> over anyone deserves to have the musical gods cry on them. And that's what's happened to him. So you sound like a lovely bloke, mate, but <laughs> that early decision has screwed you for the rest of your life. So No sympathy that, from you. And, and that's why they played karma police at the end. They knew you were there. Pick Kulashika, did you, pal? Bang. <laughs> Missed this. I missed you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, safe travels, Tim. For the rest, we will see where else he's traveling through South America. So we'll have to oh. see where else we chat. But do you have a story around a concert, meeting someone famous, whatever? Email us. We'd love to. Love yeah, to hear awesome. It. That was that was so much fun. Homework. We've had a couple of weeks to go through some homework, haven't we? Eh? Some good, some bad. Okay. Let's talk about well, these, you, were so you, these were your choices talk to me about these brilliant bands. ok so they were the T Street Band with the album Frequency mm-hmm. and She Drew the Gun so let's we haven't, we haven't talked about this either happened, and I'm I thought, interested I thought, you, I thought you would ping me at once just going what's your thoughts what do you think um, so let's we'll start with the T Street Band yes please ok so who are they um Scousers. They are. Yeah. Both Scousers. So, this yeah, they week. are. So they're from Liverpool. Four members. Yep. Dominic, Nicholas Lee, and Timo. Oh. Timo. Okay. Um, they actually used to be in a band called The Maybes. Okay. And now they've those. formed yep. as the T Street Band. Okay. Um, I'll kick off. I think it's a fun album. Fun album. Fun. Great loops. Makes you want to dance. Um, probably quite... not what I expected. A bit more. Dancey than it's indie. Very, it's very dancey, yeah. Um, but I think it's a mixture. It's not fully dancey, no. but it's got a an indie slant to it. Good tracks for me, giving it back. Yep. Only love, yep. feel it. Yep. Marseille blues, hearts collide. Yep. I'm not a fan of BFYH. Don't like that. I like that. Nah. Um, but that's the only one. Oh, is that the only track that's, you didn't like? Yes. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. It's a good album. I listened to it a few times on holiday. It was one of those ones you could mm-hmm. have on while you were reading your book and mm-hmm. going for a snorkel, having a pina colada, you know, the usual. It, it, a snorkeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, look, I, I enjoyed it. I, I gave it a seven and a half <laughs> out of ten. Well done. Um, all right, so just, just quickly, so the album is Frequency. Um, there was a quote on one of the reviews from Emily Brynard of The Guardian. 
Think of the charlatans meeting the Chemical Brothers oh. and lap up the finest cuppa that clubbers can come across. That's actually not a bad. You think? Uh, the, chem- the Chemical Brothers is hectic. The Chemical Brothers but is I know a bit what of a she's trying to say. Yeah, okay. Um, a review 8 out of 10 by God and the TV. Frequency could be their move from Liverpool's best kept secret to players in the national indie scene. And I, for one, hope that this is a step into the limelight for the band. Same as you. Love the intro, giving it back. You didn't mention, and I hope I'm saying, Sacra Soar? Sacra Core? Okay. Loved it. Only love. Great. Um, I didn't really dislike any song on the album. Hearts Collide, I thought I would connect with the lyrics a bit more, but I I somehow didn't really... That's probably, for me, the track that I don't really get into. Um, But overall, really enjoyed this album, and... Say thanks, Les. Thank you. I did. Did I? Say, I did say thank you. I tweeted this week That's saying thank you. you. Did I did? I said thank you for it. But me, seven and a half out of ten. Same. Well done. Boom. We're not going to agree on the next one. Really? Nah. So she drew the gun. Who Revolution of mind. So formed by Louisa Roach again from Liverpool. Yep. Um, interesting about them. They were chosen from a long list of about 120 entries to the Glastonbury Festival. Everything Artist Competition, and they were named the winners. Yep. And they played Glastonbury. Um, there was a quote here from, like a review from Uncut, and I think this is brilliant. Junkyard Scouse Soul, built ingeniously on a World Council budget. Right. That's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great vocals, punchy lyrics, melodies, passion, energy, power. Oh, lyrics are amazing. This album, I just love it. This album for me has everything. Like, um, great tracks, Resistor, Arm Yourself, Between Stars, that's the one where she speaks a lot. Wolf and Bird is a gorgeous song. Wolf and Bird, I agree, is a gorgeous song. Um, Very, very, very social, political lyrics. Yes. Um, Especially on Resistor. So one of them that I always... Like, All the Underdogs, Black Sheep, Fighters of Powers That Be, and Tenement High Rises... Freedom Fighters, The Outsiders. Um, This, for me, is one of the best albums I've heard in years. Oh, my God. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, you did it. Wow. Absolutely. Nine out of ten. Love it. I just think she is absolutely brilliant. I love it when she, even when she's, on some of the tracks, you can hear her Scouse accent. Oh, yeah. But I kind of love that. Okay. I just think that the melodies, they're punchy, the lyrics, talk, oh, I, I, oh. I love that, look how passionate you are. This is your, this is your highest rated album. Love, and I wrote that there, love, 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 capital letters. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Great, I've listened to it a hundred times. Right, should we just get into Skunk and Auntie then? No, I want to know what you oh, think. Uh, okay, I... I knew how much you liked this album. And I, I knew the fact that you really... I, there's a couple... And I was just like... Okay, let's get into this. Look, it's not for me. Um, I actually... I tell you what. And I... For me, it's it's not a style of, of music I would necessarily go to. Um, and look, there are some great tracks. Like you mentioned, Wolf and Bard is an excellent song. Really gorgeous. Um, Arm Yourself is, is good. The Sweet Harmony version? Yes. That's, that's really good as well. I like that as well. I find that the second half of the album is probably not as strong as the first. 
and I just I don't know. The first time I listened to it, I I I I walked away going, I don't know how I'm going to score this because I I didn't really enjoy it that much. But I listened to it more and I listened to it more. And every time I listened to it, I liked it that little bit more. Okay. However, it's not an album I'm going to go back to. Really? No. So I am. I, I know that. So this is probably our most polar. For me, the first time I was going to give it a four. And then, a four? Uh-huh. Because I, I could do what you do, which is that these are the tracks that I like. There's my points. This and so I know it's also it's not my style of music. It's not not for me. Um, I'm gonna go five out of ten. Five out of ten. I gave it a nine. I know. But are you surprised? I've given. I like it that much. Yes, given it- by far. But then, but then, the more I listen to it, the more I can. Does it sound like? Do you think it would be something I would like? I don't know. It surprised me. Like when it you surprised me. Yeah, it's when you, come out when of you messaged me that you really really liked it, I was like. What am I missing? Because then I went and listened to oh, it. Oh, well, lots. That's a podcast in itself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think to you, you know me. That's not, you know, that's not an no. album I'm going to put on ever again. You're Whereas more likely to listen to T-Street Band. T-Street Band, that's been in my heavy rotation ever since you introduced that to me. So I've, I've really enjoyed that album. I'll go back to that. For me, I, she's a gorgeous singer. Like, she's stunning. Um, and there are moments in that album that are just brilliant. But overall, would I play it again? Probably not. I will probably play it twice today. Wow. Well, there you go. Everybody, go and have a listen because we are polarising and I'm never usually the one giving it all the... Because if we're polarised, it's usually me going, nah, and you're the one giving yeah. it the high mark. This is the first. This is rare. Yeah. I feel like we're on weird ground because yeah. I'm not normally the one really giving it the No, but the that's big. great though. It's about time you gave a 9 out of 10, right? All right, so it's good. Um, so look, that's... T Street Band thumbs up from both of us. Uh, she drew a gun. You absolutely love people. Go out and listen to them. That's she fantastic. drew the gun. She drew the gun. Sorry. Revolution of mind. Everyone go and listen to it. So we get into the guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh! How much have you enjoyed yourself? <laughs> right. Do how much have you enjoyed yourself? I have not enjoyed myself at all. Right. So do you want to sing it or do you want to play it? Well, How um, are you feeling? No, play it. Jingle. Here we go. I thought you meant Mariah Carey. No, but you wanted me to sing. No, that. well, you're, oh. you are absolutely going to sing Mariah Carey. But here are my thoughts on the album Daydream. One. <laughs> I hate you for doing that because you knew I would hate it. But I've got to be honest, Mariah Carey can definitely sing. Yeah. Right? I hear her on the, the singles and I'm like, immediate skip, turn off, whatever, move on. You made me force, force me to listen to this album. She has a great voice. It's more R&B than I ever thought yeah. it, the album would be. Um, there's, there's a dancey number on there, yeah. which, which I quite liked. So overall, look, fantasy... You can't... Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. When I close my eyes, you come and you take me <laughs> on and on and on. So deep in love to see. So first of all, I didn't listen to it. You didn't listen to I it. Didn't have to. You just know the whole album. Just, so I looked at it and thought, <laughs> he has to. I don't. So fantasy's okay. Open arms, okay. The daydream interlude, which is the dancey one. Is okay. The rest, the what boys a, to men one. What us all? That made parts of me crawl back inside of me. It was super cringy. It was just 
and then they do this like talking voiceover. That's come on. Once we take Um look it's it's one hundred percent terrible for me. Uh one and a half out of ten. <laughs> I'd give it a four. Oh, I thought you would have given it more than that. Four or five. It's not great. No. But to me, it's like the probably the one that's the truest sense of the, the guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah, by far. I had it. You've nailed it. I bought it. Yep. Well, I didn't buy it. I got it for Your a Christmas, Christmas present. present. Yeah. But I had it and I did listen to it and I do know the songs. And there is part of me, I, don't, I never listen to it now, but when you skip through the songs, I remember why not. But there are, I think, is it Sweetheart? That's quite a... Uh, is it sweet? I can't remember. I wrote it's I like a wee R and B number. Um, yeah, I mean she's talented. She's got a great. I mean she's off her head. Oh, she's mental. She's absolutely um, mental. Some I read like the top twenty-five crazy things about Mariah Carey, and I'm like, yeah, that figures. James Packer, what were you thinking, mate? <laughs> but anyway, she got a good divorce out of that, didn't she? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, all right, so one and a half out of ten. Are you ready for yours? Yeah. Not really. So I, you're gonna get me back now. Yeah, I got you back. Oh. We've talked about this. We talked about your uh, first CD album. We're going into my first CD single. Oh, remember I had two tribal dance, and we've already done it. We've already done it. What was that again? We did two unlimited, but the next one. Yeah, but what is the other one? Rock my heart. Wow. Who is it? Hadaway. It's Hadaway. Oh, does he have an album? Whole album. He has a whole album. I've had a way. But Jeez. can I tell you now? I've listened to it. And you know those albums that get released and they're like remixes. You know, like it's like the track. Do you regret this? Then, a, yes. Am I, I going to hate you? No, I think we'll have a good laugh about it. Okay. All right. So next week's Hadaway. It's just called Hadaway the album. Just so you know. I'll have a look for that. Is it on Spotify? It is. Mm. All right. Uh, there is a glaring mistake in that album, though. You just have to spot it. All right, Britpop One Liners, cue the jingle. Britpop One Liners! It's a bit of junk, it'll be funny. And it's you to ask me. Woo! Woo! Um, Mariah Carey. (laughs) (laughs) One word. Uh, Yeah, and you can swear on this episode. Yeah, you can. Um, Okay, let me have a wee look. I will give you Boo Radley's. <laughs> That's not fair because I can swear. <sighs> Utter garbage. <laughs> I love the fact we agree on that. They're absolutely rubbish. Who was it that sent me a tweet saying that, that would be... Um, I see Adrian. Yeah. That would be a punishment. Bless his, bless his little heart. For uh, Mariah Carey. Yeah. (laughs) Mate, I would listen to Mariah all day, every day. Rather than the 100%. Okay, I will give you... Jean. Oh, we just did Jean. Um, Hugely underrated band. Deserves more credit. I will give you... We are one-liners now, aren't we? Brilliant. Cool shaker. <sighs> Wish I was allowed this one today, but I can swear. Cannot wait till we talk about Kula Shaka. We better not be. <laughs> we might. We might be. Um, I would have given that a one. I don't. Kula Shaka. I don't understand why you don't like them. 
go in the JMJ. That's why. It's that, like that. It's the whole. It's just awful. The whole album. I don't like it. Okay. All right. I I really like that album. All right. Shall we get into Skunk and Nancy? Yes. All right. So this week, number twenty-seven, Stoosh. Woo-hoo. The album cover is skin front and center with the band all behind. Bit sleeper bloke, if you want to go that way. <laughs> album name. Um, there's a couple of different meanings around the name. I don't know if you found anything about that, but um, Stoosh um, could mean smart, wealthy, or snobbish. For example, the Stoosh journalist in attendance failed to understand the ghetto humour, is what it is in the Urban Dictionary. However, Skin said this to Cop Magazine. Stoosh, well, it's pronounced Stoosh for one thing, so hopefully I've said it right. It's kind of a black British West Indian patois thing that means well-dressed and looking really cool. But they'd still bite you. Actually, we named it after our manager. So it could be three different things. I don't know. Um, released on the 20th of May, 1996. This is their second album after Paranoid, Paranoid and Sunburn in 95. Les, what do you think of that album? What one? Stoosh or Paranoid? Paranoid. Song? Oh, um, it's got one of the best songs in the world on it. Agree. Weak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's tough. It's a hard listen, isn't it? It's a hard it? listen. It's tough. Um, I mean, it's good, but it's... It's very heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Um... I still think that Week is still one of my favourite songs of all time. Okay. Um, I prefer Stoosh. Okay. Uh, what came after it? Post Orgasmic Chill in 99. What do you think of that album? I like that better than Paranoid and Sunburn. Yeah, okay. Um, but I don't like it as much as this. Okay, good, Stoosh. good. The label was One Little Indian and Epic. The producer, Garth Richardson, he's a Canadian. He's son of Jack Richardson, who's also a famous producer. Garth has worked with Alice Cooper. Biffy Clyro, Rise Against, and Ugly Kid Joe. Did you listen to Biffy Clyro? Remember I told you? Uh, he was just, they're massive. Like yeah. I saw, they were at the Isle of Wight. They headlined one of the nights. And I was just like, they are a huge band. Yeah. So, no, I haven't. I need to, I really do need to put some time aside for that. Yeah. Well, I need to find that. Remember that I said that they do that cover of... Oh, um, no, I listened to that. Um, what was the song? Rihanna Umbrella. Umbrella. How yeah. good is it? That was good. That was, good. I did listen to that. I'm going to post that. I'm going to find it. Okay. Um, it's 46 minutes long. It's 11 songs. It got to number nine. It was 69 weeks in the top 100. Oh, wow. Are you ready for the charts? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while uh-huh. since we've done this. I'm trying to think. So what year is this? 97? Uh, this is 96. 26. Okay. Okay. Number 10. Crowded House. The best of. I had that. I loved that. Did you? I loved it. Everywhere you go, you always take the weather with you. Everywhere you go. Okay. Number nine, Stoosh by Skunk and Nancy. Number eight, one of your favourites, Older by George Michael. Just love George Michael. <laughs> you are getting older. You love this guy. Number seven, Natural by Peter Andre. I've got nothing. You have posters on your wall of them. No, I didn't. And that, like, 12-pack <laughs> Number six, Travelling Without Moving, Jamiroquai. Great album. Number five, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Because... She swears! <laughs> Number four, K by Kula Shekar. Number three, The Score by the Fugees. Oh, love that album. Mm-hmm. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide. Gonna find you and make you want me. Number two. I play my enemies like a game of chess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You do surprise me sometimes. Number two, <laughs> Falling Into You by Celine Dion. Oh, she's number, always there. Number one, my other boy that's always there, Simply Red, Greatest Hits. Blank CD. 
Who is it you were having a go about a blank CD? Oh, it's oh, um, Sash. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, singles. Ten. Uh, Seven Days in One Week by BBE. Oh, I used to love that. Great song. How does it go? Oh, it's just... Oh, go on. Do, do, do. No. Do, do, do. What are you saying? <laughs> Number nine, No Diggity by Backstreet. Blackstreet? Whoa. No Diggity. Uh, number eight, Trippin' by Mark Morrison. He had another song? Wow. Whew. Number seven, I Love You Always Forever by Donna Lewis. I love you always, forever, oh. near and far, closer together. Okay. Number six, your favourite, You're Gorgeous by Babybird. Skip. Number five, Rotterdam by Beautiful South. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Not skipping this. This is actually one of your favourites. Setting Sun by The Chemical Brothers. Oh, great song. Okay. How would I sing that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because it's Noel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Number three, It's All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion. Do you know that one? It's all coming back to me. You know so much Celine Dion. Oh, because it's overplayed. I don't know. Number two, Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. That's the most annoying and I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? And she said, they said, da, 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 da. It's like a commerce. Shut up. You right? I hate it. Apparently. So overplayed, so annoying. I haven't heard that. One of the most annoying songs of the 90s. Okay. We should do our own list of that. <gasps> the most annoying songs of the 90s. That's in the top five. Okay, number okay. one. Boys on Words. It's only words. That's a nice song, actually. Yeah, but it's a copy. They copied everything. Oh, is it the Bee Gees? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh. Was that number one? Yeah. That was grim. Grim. All right. Let's get into Skunk and Nancy. So formed in 94, they are Skin, Richard Cass Lewis, Martin Ace Kent, and Robbie France, who would later be replaced by Mark Richardson. The name of Nancy comes from a folktale from Ghana, apparently, meaning spider. They then added skunk to make it sound nastier. Should we talk about if these guys are Britpop, Brit Rock, Clip Rock, Clip Pop? What's what? What's your take on that? My take is they're not Britpop. No, I don't think so. They're they're definitely not. Um, Brit Rock sounds a bit lame. Yeah. Um, they don't. We've kind of shoehorned them in here. We should, well, we should horn them in because of a, the, the chart. Because we're looking at indie, rip pop, mm. alt. Yes. They would fall in that. Absolutely. So, um, but I'm glad we're talking about them because it's... I don't think we would have done this. If someone... I, I don't think we would have done this without them in here. No. Like not being able to talk I about I wouldn't have felt Nancy. right. Yeah, because they, they mean a lot to me, to me and you. Um, yeah... She, they didn't think they were Britpop. No. Um, I've got a go on bit of a quote here from Skin's thoughts on Britpop. Skin's real name is Deborah Ann Dwyer. I know. I saw she doesn't strike me as a Deborah Ann Dwyer. She's just no. Can we talk about just very briefly? She is awesome. Oh, she's. I, I, mean, I mean, she's an absolute hero. I mean, she's absolutely brilliant, and I have tons of stuff to talk about her okay, today because I loved researching her. Okay, loved it. Because we think very 
similarly about a lot of things. She's very political, so she is she's very outspoken, um, which is great. So that's great, and I agree with pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of things that she says. Wow. So I yeah I and what a front woman. Oh, amazing. Um, and talented. She can sing. She can write. What a voice. Great front person. She's. I want to see them live. But anyway, yes. so Brit. Go on. So she said, and, and honestly, if we hear this quote one more time, we were anti-Britpop. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was in Dazed magazine. She did an interview. Okay. Um, we didn't like it. It made things really difficult for us because we weren't like that. There was no diversity in that scene. It was literally just four white boys playing guitars. Magazines like the NME used to make scenes up, but we were real and overlooked. Then when Britpop started to die, we exploded because we were the alternative. Oh, old. See? Oh, nice. Um, so we all... So then we started doing really well in America. We identified with Smashing Pumpkins, Rage Against the Machine, Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. All those bands mm-hmm. loved us. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on those bands being of a similar ilk? Smashing Pumpkins, I don't know about them. No. Um... Marilyn Manson Yeah Rage yes. Against the Machine Rage Against the Machine I get Yeah I get that um, Marilyn Maybe Marilyn You need to listen to Marilyn I need to make you listen to yeah, Marilyn Yeah I know Manson. I'm still not sure on that If I give you If I give you the album to listen to I think you'd be very surprised by Marilyn Manson Okay But yeah okay um, I, I, You know what This is what I find quite hard I think Skunk and Nancy very much had their own sound um, And maybe they've taken pockets from everyone But you, there's definitely to me, there's, there's no band like them, or sounds like no. them. No, because what would you say? Because it's rock, but it's not it's not rock that you'd think about, like um, Metallica. No. And then no, it's no. not punk, because you don't think it's punk. No. And then it's not... It's kind of a mixture of a lot of things. But they have a lot of... They're sensitive songs as well, which... Yes. I, in an interview I, I sort of watched yesterday, um, they only have apparently one actual love song, all the slower, softer, more gentle songs. They're all about heart, heartbreak. Oh, they're brutal as well. Some of them are. Yeah, really. Cutting. And we'll get into that in the tracks um, of this album. It's funny you mention what style of music they are because when you look at them on Spotify, it gives you similar artists. Yes. Let me read out the list to you, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I don't think Spotify has a clue. Garbage. Yeah. Maloko. Maloko. Yep. No P- way. PJ Harvey. Mm? Yes. The gossip. I get the gossip, okay? Faith No More, Lamb and Koshin. Lamb? Is it just because it's female singers? I don't know. Because Lamb and Koshin have got female singers. Yeah, I understand that, but I just don't think... It's not Lamb, it's not Koshin. So Spotify's algorithm is just, I don't, I don't know. No, Lamb and Koshin, no. Faith No More, maybe. Maybe. Garbage and, and gossip. Garbage, I get. Garbage yeah, okay. is a bit more poppy than this. Yeah. But same thing, strong front women. Yes. And what would you call garbage? Because they are... Kind of punky, rocky, poppy. They're yeah. more pop yeah. than these guys. Um, Skunk and Nancy are not an accessible band. So I don't think the average... This is their most accessible album. Agree. Um, obviously the track Weak. Yeah. Everyone knows that. I think yeah. if you say Skunk and Nancy, that's a song that comes in yeah, your head. Yeah, okay. Um, but if you think about... If you were to ask the average person who probably even does like music, yep. name me five Skunk and Nancy tracks. Oh, they'd struggle. See? Yep. Whereas if you ask somebody to name me five garbage tracks, they could name them and yeah, sing them. Yeah, that's true. That's so, a good point. 
Skunk and Ansi, I think, are an acquired taste. And she talks about that, and I'll dig into that a bit more. They know that. They didn't try to be... They didn't try and fit into a scene. Yeah. They just were. Okay. Um, And all of their albums are different too. So you can't even really... Mm. You can't even really compare albums. Mm. Because... Like, Paranoid and Sunburn is so different to this album. Yes. And I think post um, Gasmic Chill is even far more different to this album mm-hmm. and that so it's hard to describe their style I think okay what else have you got on, have you got anything on skin growing up tons go for it so she so growing up so she was actually I found this few interviews she's very open that's another thing about her right I so love the fact that she's she so doesn't open. try and hide anything but mm-hmm. she tries she doesn't try and dramatise it either she's mm-hmm. just pretty upfront. so mm-hmm. um she said she was quite shy when she grew up. She mm-hmm. grew up in a religious family. Her mother was really try, was really quite religious. She always trying to find herself, trying to conform. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about um, obviously she's come out as um, bisexual. Yep. But previous to that, she said she had an abusive boyfriend, and at that point, she realised that if she didn't come out of this timid shy phase, she was going to be a housewife with fifteen kids. Uh-huh. Um, and then she realised. Um, she then later realised that she wasn't the girl next door and she never was going to be mm-hmm. she's not mm-hmm. um, there was something weird about me um, a lot of sexuality because I wasn't the normal black girl going to church with the long perm mm-hmm. I tried to look like that but I wasn't like that on the inside once I became aware once I became okay with that my confidence really grew in myself and my performance on stage mm-hmm. Um and I'm glad that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in a civil partnership. Okay. So she was she entered into a civil partnership with Christiana Wiley. She's the daughter of an American billionaire called Sam Wiley. Like this guy's one of those like philanthropists, tycoons, he's worth billions. Really? Yep, they got together. They were together for about four years. They split in 2015. Okay. And uh, Christiana's actually remarried to Elon Musk's little brother, Kimball. Kimball. And he wears like cowboy hats. Like if you can't even think about the spectrum of people from skin to this fella. <laughs> so Christiana, you need to figure out what your type is, love, because um, <laughs> you're all over the show. Um, she talks. She's not been. I don't. It doesn't seem to be that she's in a relationship since. She sings a lot about things. Um, in her songs, a lot about heartbreak. Mm. I think she's experienced quite a bit of heartache, mm-hmm. and I think that relationship was one of them. Yep. Um, she's so the whole political thing. She gets asked a lot of questions around, or oh, what was it like being a, like a black female singer? And she talks. Um, she talks a lot about that, and she's quite. She gets quite angry. Okay. About it, she talks a lot about institutionalised racism in terms of the UK. Yeah. She got asked about, I don't know if you know about this, but she got asked about the Windrush scandal. No. So the Windrush scandal in the UK was in 2018. So basically it was a Tory scandal. So the Windrush generation happened in 19, it was like 1948, there was like a ship called the um, HMT Windrush. Right. 
where 802 immigrants came from West Indies and Jamaica. Okay. The UK, we were actually asking for people to come over. Oh. This was like 1948, so post-war, okay. try and build up the economy. Yep. So you've got basically advertised for like Jamaican and West Indies immigrants to come and settle here, uh-huh. which they did. And that's where Skin's grandparents came, yep. then yep. obviously her parents. Um, the Windrush scandal, though, was just last year where... Any immigrants who arrived before 1973 who didn't have papers to prove the right to remain in the UK, which would be loads of them, because this is 1948 and they came on, like, they just arrived on a boat, they tried to deport them. Really? So these are like, these are like families entrenched in the UK. They've been paying taxes since the 50s. Yeah. Living a great, like, living a life, law-abiding, paying taxes, and don't have the necessary paperwork, and try to, um... Deport them. Deport them. That's incredible. Um, so she's, like, she really talked about that a lot. She said it felt like a stab in the back and a stab in the heart at the same time. Yeah. She said, I feel betrayed because that's my mum. Um, they begged us to come here and then they turn around and we're like, you're not supposed to be here and we'll send you back. She then goes on to say, we're living in really racist times right now. Mm-hmm. Brexit, Brexit has taken us back. The Trump thing has given the racist wings. It's given the wrong people power. They're like saying, it's our time now, we can do what we want, and we can get all the blacks kicked out. Wow. So, she talks a lot about that. I remember that scandal, and obviously thinking about it now. It actually um, resulted in the resignation of the Home Secretary, Ah. Amber Rudd, to cover it up. Oh. Pretend it didn't happen. Really? Yeah, we're talking like grannies. That's terrible. It's disgusting. Okay. Um... So they got to stay? Yes, they did. Okay. Oh, someone got back and then they tried to bring them back again. and like, But it's what they put these people through. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, I just think... Your entire life is here and then someone makes a decision yeah, to go. and you've been living there. So the, you're probably in your third generation now. Do you know what I mean? Like You arrived here, you probably had kids. Your kids have had kids. Mm. They've all worked, they've all paid tax. Mm. And then, oh no, you can't be here now. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. Purely because you didn't, you weren't born here or the colour you skin is disgusting. So, um, yeah, so she talks a lot about that. Um, in terms of music, so she gets a lot of the um, clip rock, clip pop thing. <laughs> so that's, I love that term, I think it's brilliant. Um, she, in an interview again with Today's Magazine, she said that she was uh, doing an interview and they asked her about Britpop. So yeah. she said, so what do you think of Britpop? And she said, oh, we're not Britpop, we're clip pop. And the whole thing went crazy. Yeah. So she said clip pop. But there is the genre clip rock. Okay. There's um, a festival out there called clip rock um, as well. Which I think is hilarious. And if anyone was going to front that, it should be her because she's they a They should headline that festival oh, for sure. 100%. Um, Skunk and Ansi have been described as clip rock. It's defined as an amalgam of heavy metal and feminist rage. Oh, okay. Heavy metal though. No. No, you see? So, there's just too many weird things. Okay. Um, A real shift. She was on the judging panel for the Italian version of X Factor. Apparently, they're massive in Italy. Absolutely mentally huge. Does she speak Italian? I don't understand. I I need to find a clip. But apparently, if you look at their um, album and single success, (laughs) Italy, they always chart. And um, Skin was talking about an interview where... Um, it was the interviewer was saying, "Well, you're, you're quite visible in terms of 
you know, you, how do you deal with fame? Because you're quite visible in terms of being able to, to be seen and people know you and the notoriety that you have. And she goes, well, British people are quite respectable. They'll come up and maybe ask you for a selfie in a quiet voice and that sort of stuff. But she goes, Italians, they'll knock on your door at the middle of the night in your hotel room and ask you to sign something. Yeah. Italians, passionate people, right? They really are. And this is passionate music. So oh, absolutely. That's maybe why. Um, I did a lot of digging around because she talks a lot about her musical influences. Yeah, okay. Um, there was a really good article in The Quietest, actually, where she talks about her favourite records and she, she oh, names them. I was going to ask she... you your opinion about them. Have you got them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so she's go got, for it. Um, go on. So, My Baby Cares For Me, Nina Simone. Great track. Yeah, I was going to ask you about all this. Go. Yeah, yeah. so Songs in the Key of Life, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make any more Stevie Wonder jokes. Please don't. No. Um, but that's an amazing album. Okay. Exodus, Bob Marley, doesn't surprise me. Tapestry, Carol King. I bought that on vinyl last week. Did you? Well, before I read that, no I love way. that album. Oh, Carol wow. King is stunning. It's, a, it's one of those iconic albums of our time. Okay. So, and I'm, surpri- I'm surprised when I'm not surprised because it's kind of folky. Yeah, okay. But it's a strong female. Yeah, okay. Um, Lady Sings, Sings the Blues by Billie Holiday. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Planet Rock, Africa Bambata. Oh, yeah. oh I just think about his left field. Yes. Um, Lust for, Lana Del Rey surprised me. Yes. Lust for Life. Yeah, I know. So, I've got a Lana Del Rey story. Um, oh. I loved her first, well, the, the, al- the most famous album. And I thought she was different. I went to see her live at the Enmore Theatre. Okay. I'm really excited by it. Okay. The most boring, yeah, crap concert oh. because of the lack of effort. So you know when it's like she came, she sang all the songs, she sang well. There was nothing really wrong with it, but it was just I could have just put the CD on. Oh. You know, like lifeless just yeah, came. Yeah. And I know she plays that sort of cool, yeah. laid back character. Okay. But didn't even like you know how they go Sydney, how you going? But anything nothing. like nothing. Yeah. So it's just like sang a song, finished. Sang a song, finished. Sang a song, finished. Did the whole album. Didn't do an encore. End of concert. Wow. So that was a bit sad. Yep. This one, though. When I read this, I think I fell in love with Skin even a little bit more. <laughs> Walking wounded, everything but the girl. Thank you. It's amazing, yes. Wait, were you surprised by that? No! No, because I think as you go through some of the Skunk and Nancy albums, you sort of get a little bit of that electronic sound coming through on some of them and it's very much you know you that's see, an amazing album yeah okay um, Amazing Grace Aretha Franklin yeah, doesn't surprise me yeah. um, Ben Howard Every Kingdom I know I, I saw love that. that album that surprises me she said she would have maybe swapped that out for Jeff Buckley Grace ooh there was an asterisk next to it I think and she goes maybe I should have swapped that one out for Jeff Buckley but she'll leave Ben Howard in there and, and then back to Black Amy Winehouse I know great album I know great uh that gives me a real insight. There's no albums there that I would be... I mean, I, I've never listened to that Lana Del Rey album, but I'm going to now because okay. Ken said so. Ah, oh, okay. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So musical influences, I think um, none of those surprise me at all. Okay. Any in there that you surprised at? There's nothing that rocky, is there? It's probably... I look yeah. at that list and I go, there's nothing that, you know, pushes that boundary. You know, the Marilyn Manson's, the Rage Against the Machines, there's nothing in there. But, I don't know. I mean, small thing. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned her real name is, is Debbie. She's 52. Uh, is she? She looks amazing. She looks amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely 52. right. 52. 
Um, she's heavily inspired by Blondie and an appearance yes. on Top of the Pops, yep. which is which is very cool. I saw Blondie live in the domain. Did you? Yeah, it was. Um, what festival was it? Home Bake. One year. Home Bake's an Australian festival, wouldn't be that, would it? Yeah. Oh, come on. It was. It was in the domain. Blondie. And she was like 105, <laughs> but she gave like <laughs> <coughs> she gave a great show, like great songs. Okay, cool. Um, did you see her granddad ran a sort of unlicensed club called the Shabin? Shaban? Shabin? Shabin. It's called 13. And Skin said, My granddad had a Shabin because young black guys couldn't get into clubs and they wanted to listen to reggae and drink rum. So my granddad had probably one of the most famous ones. He's got pictures of Cassius Clay before he was Muhammad wow. Ali, Bob Marley, and Pete Tosh. They used to come to Brixton, and if you came to Brixton, you would come to my granddad's club. Yeah. That's cool. She talks a lot about Brixton. So she grew up in Brixton through two riots. Yeah, the Brixton she said, riots. Yeah. So she's had a pretty gritty life, yes. a gritty, pretty gritty upbringing. And it yep. comes across in her, she talks a lot about Trump. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, I just think, I know that we're talking about the whole band and the album, but I just think she's amazing. Well, let's get, it's let's coming get, across, I know. Let's get, yeah, you're a fan girling. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the skin episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's get more into the, the band then. Um, so Ace apparently was a DJ at a club in King's Cross called Splash Club. Um, and they, Skin, when she was interviewed, said that all the members of the band were in different sort of bands, but they were the best of those bands. And the Splash Club was where they all sort of came together. Yep. So he debuted the band there in March 1994. And the band actually booked a, 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 a more official second gig there a month later on April the 5th. Um, April the 5th was a big day because that was the, the night they got their record deal. Oh, but right. also it was the same day that Kurt Cobain... Um, died. Oh, was it? Yeah, so oh, imagine no. that landmark moment being in your, your history. Um, so they quickly um, broke through with the success of Little Baby Swastika. It wasn't yes. actually a single. They won a competition on Radio 1 to have it released. Um, Selling Jesus was their first... Selling Jesus again. Was their first... I like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was their first official single. Um, it got played really heavily on Radio 1. And it gave them the moniker of Kerrang's hottest new band. Kerrang loves Skunk and Anzi. Yes. Big supporters of them. Um, and I'll talk about Kerrang a little bit later on. Um, so Paranoid and Sunburnt came out in 95. What did you give this as a rating? Do you remember? Paranoid and Sunburnt? Yeah. What do you think you gave it? Six or a seven? You gave it a six? Yeah. I gave it a seven. Because, um, yeah, it's just weak. I go back to listen to that album and I do find it quite heavy for, for me and I find this album a lot more accessible it got to number 8 in 95 it was recorded um, by metal producer Sylvia Massey who had worked with Slayer, Tool, Babes in Toyland and Luscious Jackson so no Luscious wonder Luscious Jackson no wonder it was rocky I loved a single of theirs okay and my naked eye, the pouring rain falling down on me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Don't worry. Like you made you shimmy there. <laughs> All right. So Selling Jesus went to number 46. I Can Dream went to 41. And Charity went to number 40. Week then went into the top 20 at number 20. So Charity was re-released again and it went into number 20 again. I love this album, not as much as Stoosh. Like I said, it's, it's pretty heavy at sometimes, but some of the songs on there is excellent. Rise Up is a good song off yeah. that album as well. Robbie France leaves the drummer. He joined a band called Alphaville. Um, then he wrote, produced and hosted a radio show. Sadly, Robbie passed away in 2012 due to a ruptured aorta. 
you know what mm. an aorta is? Yeah, it's a valve in your heart. It's the biggest valve in the, yeah. the biggest artery in the human yeah. body. I did not know that. Um, so he was replaced by Mark did Richardson. Did you go to school? I, that was biology, right? Yeah, yeah no, wasn't good at biology. Um, he was replaced by Mark Richardson, who they met at a Kerrang. So how this happened, right, is Mark um, walked over to Skin and said, your drummer's shit, I'm better than him. Now, they'd been having some issues with Robbie. Um, unfortunately, Skin said himself he was quite a big drinker. And so Mark came in, killed it, had the passion, and that was it. That was that was how he got the gig. Jeez. She really appreciated the fact that he had just had the balls of balls, the gusto to walk up to her and say, your drummer's shit, pick me instead. Brilliant. Um, so after um, Stush was released, um, they did a bunch of tours and festivals. In 1998, they played for Nelson Mandela, yes, the I gift to the that. nation, mm-hmm. 80th birthday show, and sang happy birthday him with Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder, and Michael Jackson. I mean, how amazing is that? It's amazing. So, in the Kerrang! interview I posted, she was not very nice about Michael Jackson. And, what you know, we love the fact that Skin Speaks Her Mind. She was asked about Michael Jackson. She did not hold back. What did she say? I can't repeat it. I'll read it. <laughs> um, in April of 1999, they uh, headlined the last day of Glastonbury. Um, they toured uh, Denmark and they released the third album Postorgasmic Chill was released which they switched to Re- uh, Virgin Records for so Postorgasmic Chill, Chill was released in 99 both of us gave it the same rating what did you think we gave it? 6.5 well 6 oh. so I was out of the country when this album came out and so I only remember hearing Charlie Big Potato which is a very very different song to what their usual catalogue is and I think that's the song that probably and the move disconnected me from Skunk and Nancy a little bit Yeah. and so that album for me is I didn't really go to it and it's a great album it's really good there's some gorgeous songs on there um, first two tracks are really heavy the rest of the album's fantastic um, at, in 1999 four million albums headline Glastonbury did the Nelson Mandela piece and then in 2000, Skin did a duet with Pavarotti in the presence of the Dalai Lama. Gee whiz. Crazy, right? In 2000, one thing I want to mention is Maxim of The Prodigy did a solo album. Yes. Right? <gasps> What's the track again? It's amazing. Okay. You remember? Oh, no. I love it. So the album is called mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen. What's the track called? You want me to tell you? Yeah. Carmen Queasy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Carmen, yes. If you, A, did not know that Maxim had a, a solo album, go and listen to it. Hell's Kitchen. It is... The Carmen Queasy. It's a great album. Great that track. is a great song. Um, I forgot about that song. They broke up in 2001. Okay? So, to The Guardian... Um, the Guardian wrote this. She's vague about the reasons the band fell apart. It's complicated, she says. Being in a band is like a family, a relationship, and there are 101 reasons why you split up with someone. And then she said, the third album was doing really well, Glastonbury was amazing, but Call Me Spoiled, I just wasn't happy. Things happened that changed the chemistry between the four of us. It's not like it was horrible and nasty, it happened gradually, but because we leaned so much on the chemistry together live, it changed the dynamic of the whole band. It just wasn't exciting anymore, it just wasn't fun. So they broke up at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Skin? Did a solo album called Flesh Wounds and then Fake Chemical State, which are not on Spotify. No. Which is really sad because I would have loved to listen to those. Um, 
Ace did a solo album with guest singers. Um, so he did uh, he had Sky from Orchiba, Lemmy, and uh, Saffron from Republica. He then joined a band called Inner Mantra. Then went into teaching music, which I'll talk to a little bit later on. Richardson went on to become the drummer for Feeder, and Cass worked on the Gary Moore album Scars, as well as working on the Skin on the Solo stuff. Okay. Um, the record label said they wanted to do a best of. So the band got talking all again and actually recorded new stuff for it and got back in the studio. She, Skin was interviewed with Beautiful Humans and she was asked about longevity of the band. She said, we love each other. Even if we bitch or moan about each other, sometimes we care for each other and we really are good friends. From the beginning, we've always had great chemistry and music and that has never changed. That's something she talks to about. Yeah, the, the, the band genuinely love each other. So Smashes and Trashes came out in 2009. It went to number 74. So then they started making music together as a band again. Wonderlustra, 2010, went to number 58. Did you listen to this? No. It's gorgeous. Is it? It's gorgeous. It's really, really underratedly gorgeous. Black Traffic was 2012, got to number 42. Get this. Enemy gave it a 5 out of 5. What? I know. Um, It's slightly heavier than than Wonderlustra. But it's, and it's actually, when you look at it in Spotify, every single song has the letter E next to it, for explicit. <laughs> um, but really good. In um, 2016, we had Anarchy Texture. Oh, God, I hope I'm saying that right. Went to number 85. Some really good songs on that. And then this year, we got 25 Live at 25. So 25 Years of Skunk and Nancy. It's a live album. And... They sound amazing live. Yeah, they do. They and I posted yeah. you know a live video done this week. Amazingly talented band together. They sound great, and Skin's vocals are outstanding. Like they're exactly. There's yeah. no special effects nah. or anything used. They're just fantastic. Um, in 2019, literally last week, they got inducted into the Kerrang Hall of Fame. Woohoo! It is, and I posted the interview. It's about an hour long. It's just. Skin is fantastic. It's just awesome. Yes, yeah, she's um, So, Skin to Vice in 2019. You guys have always been moving forward, continuously changing, which you didn't see a lot of uh, a lot with the 90s groups who do revival tours and whatnot. Skin said this. Everyone, everybody has a chance to do whatever the fuck they want to do. So, I wouldn't say it's cheesy, really. That's a little bit disrespectful. But that's not what I want to do with my band. If we did a tour without any new songs, I'd be really bored because it'd just be so easy. To just not push yourself and keep doing the same thing and earning a living, like going to the office and sitting down at a computer. You get into a band because you don't want to do that, because you want to travel the world and do something that inspires people and do something that really makes people feel something. It's true, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think we'll ever get a 20th or 25th anniversary of their albums. No. Because they'll just keep bringing out new work. And in the Kerrang interview, he tries to get over. They've got a new album coming very soon. Which is, I can't wait to sit down and, and review that with you. Absolutely. So that'll be good. wonder if they'll come here. Uh, yes, I would hope so. They're doing this massive UK tour at the moment. And, um, I mean, they're big in Europe. So hopefully, I think they have got a big enough following to, to make it out here. There's been a lot of different labels given to your sexuality over the years. How do you identify? So a really personal question here. It moves. Sexuality really moves. At one point, I was very bisexual. One minute I was with a guy, the other minute I was with a girl. Now I feel much more lesbian because I've been in a relationship with a woman for two years. So this must have been about the same yeah. time, right? But guys are still cute. 
I still fancy them. I see myself as queer because I think sexuality is much more fluid. I feel I don't need to sexually identify identify with one thing or the other anymore. The team, the term queer is much more honest and gives me more space to maneuver. If I say I'm bisexual, that's me defined. If I say I'm a lesbian, then well, what are you doing snogging that guy? And I feel I'm not entrapping myself just because I say I'm queer. Did you see the Skunk and Nancy scholarship? No. Oh. Fantastic. So we talked about ACE earlier and he went into teaching. So ACE works for a college called ACM, the Academy of Contemporary Music. So once a year they pick a student and pay all their fees and help them in their career. Guess how much it is. £27,000 worth of fees they cover. That's insane. Good on them. So they've done two. And literally, I think when I was researching this a couple of weeks ago, they were looking for their third student... To, and there's an application process, like so everyone's listening and you want to do it, go online, Google it. You have to fill out a couple of forms and then submit some stuff. And how incredible is that? That's awesome. One more thing and then we'll get into the sort of singles. While touring internationally, have you ever experienced any outright racism? Oh gosh, all the time. The worst of it was in Australia. No surprise. When we toured with the Sex Pistols. Because they, they toured with the Sex Pistols. Because they had all that swastika stuff back in the day that was causing aggro. But people would be Zeke healing and then they would be saying, get off the stage, you black, blah, blah, blah. I would stage dive and every day the head of security, a black guy, used to come up and say, Skin, please don't go over to that part of the crowd. That's where the white nationalists of Australia are. Pockets of fascists were at those gigs and they never did anything to curb it. So these people didn't feel that they couldn't go. In America... Surprise me, it's more normalised. It's crazy, right? So it calls out Australia for for racism. Don't get me started. I know, it's it's another podcast by itself because this this country sometimes... Is pretty racist. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, All right, should we get into the singles? I would love to. Okay, cool. Do you have anything else? No, no, I just can't wait to talk about the songs. All right, okay. So All I Want was the first single. Oh! I'm going to sing them all, okay? So, FYI. No, that's nice. Okay. Number 14, 28th of September, 96. Uh, Skunk and Nancy's videos are pretty awesome, actually. The band play in a silver room. They're being watched on by a bunch of suits and army folks. Like, they totally rock out and explosions start happening. It's it's awesome. Um, It's directed by a guy called Stephen Norrington. And I don't know if it's the same guy. But Stephen, if you Google his name, directed two of my favourite B-grade movies. Of which oh, no. I guarantee you've never seen them. No. One is Blade. You ever seen Blade? No. Wesley Snipes? He's a vampire hunter? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm going to look at No, up. no, okay. And then number two, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Have you ever seen that? And the reason why I, I sort of go, really? Because it's got Sean Connery in it. Does it? Yeah. Sean Connery. All right, number 26, uh, Twisted Everything Hearts. Oh, 7.1, Blade. Maybe you, oh, you should watch. Oh. It's not your type of movie. Right. I'll tell you right now. Um, so, Twisted Everything Hearts, singing it. Every day it hurts a little more, and every day it hurts a little more. And I'll do anything, yes, I'll do anything to belong, to be strong, to so there's nothing wrong. Every day hurts. <laughs> Jesus. That's really good, though. Yeah. Your face went from tan <laughs> to bright red. <laughs> Uh, oh god that was exciting so released on the 30th of November 96 directed by Anton Beeb 
The band are playing in a desert while chained and ends with Skin pressing a button only to reveal that the desert... The desert? The desert... <laughs> desert? <laughs> desert? Why Gee can't I say that? The desert was in fact a dream and the band are actually asleep with cables coming out. Very Matrix related. Um, it was inspired by the film Total Recall. Yeah, because I've seen that. You haven't, have you? No! We never... What's your favourite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? <laughs> never seen any what's the one when he's like um, oh, Predator the nanny or something true lies the nanny the nanny <laughs> twins like no he's like a <laughs> moving on what's the one when he looks after children is that oh kindergarten cop kindergarten that's an awesome movie. nanny so good that's so <laughs> so you've seen one Arnie movie yeah okay Hedonism, Just Because You Feel Good, went to number 13. Just because you feel good doesn't make it right. Lovely. Love that song. I love how you don't just sing, you actually pretend you're holding a microphone yeah. every time. Channeling skin. Hello. 1st of Feb, 97, directed by a guy called Thomas Krieger. Uh, the video's in a room, they're all wearing creamy sort of white outfits, spliced with couples in slow-mo. It's with special effects on the faces. It's apparently supposed to show emotion. It's really unusual. In the Kerrang! Hall of Fame video, she talks about writing this at four o'clock in the morning after being dumped. And she said her heart was absolutely broken at this time. Gorgeous. Brazen Weep, number 11. Why don't you weep when I hurt you? Why don't you weep when I touch you? You don't weep. And the anger builds up inside Oh, why don't you weep when I hurt you? Wow, (sighs) really nice stuff, well well done Uh, The video is by Thomas, the same guys before Skin is in a red room surrounded by people wearing all red They attack her, she fights them off using telepathic powers, I think Then the band are all there, they're getting beaten up as well So then she fights them off And then she wakes up at the end of the video And it looks like She's in a puddle of blood and an ambulance kind of takes her away. It's very cool, very unusual. The singles of these, all the tracks, are on Spotify. Right? It's quite unusual to get every single single. Um, there is a couple of different versions of this. And Volume 2, so Brazen Volume 2, has dance remixes of it. has a Dread Zone remix, which is nine minutes long, which is really good. And then it has a Hannes Weeping Club mix for ten minutes. It's really good. Is it? Really good. Like, I would I would mix it. Like, that's... A, I'm like, I've got to find it on vinyl Oof, because it's, it's really good. Should we get into the tracks? Yay! Whew, what a start to the album. Yes, it's fucking political! There you go. I told you we'd swear a lot in this one. Uh, how's that for a punch for the face, eh? It is. Yeah. And the lyrics as well. Have you listened to them? Go on, talk to me about those. The wild ones like to hide as the dirty priest can fight. In the love of baby... Um, whores political negative are all your views so so you can prop up your fake cool a puppet all the same yeah political whoa Skin said this about the track what does annoy me is people who say bands should be apolitical and that music and politics don't work our reaction to that is that we write songs how we want to write them and how dare some fucking fat arsed fucking liberal bloated middle class journalist tell us what we should write about Love you. <laughs> Love me. Oh. No skin. No. I mean, you're fine. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So the drums at the minute, Mark, are just phenomenal. The build-up is excellent. And the it's guitar, it's, it's a really bang start to the album. And the thing is, right, so let's just, so let's, because we'll talk about all the tracks. If you didn't really know Skunk and Nancy, or if you didn't know this album, sorry, and you put the album in, and that's track number one, that has the potential to alienate people, right? Yeah, make or break, right? And you might not even get, because once, and we'll talk about them all, but once you start getting into the middle of the album, yeah. it's a very different album. 100% agree with you. So it's very risky to have that. Yeah, up front. Yeah, up front. Yeah. Because it's not a true reflection of what the all that album's about. Yeah. And then look at how many disclaimers have we had put in this episode just so we can talk about this song, really. Like, yeah. you're absolutely right. It is full on. Um, I love this song. It's a belter. Play I was it. riding my motorbike here. That is the first song and you just, you just want to throttle it. It was great. So we're going to play Yes, It's Fucking Political. Here we go. This is fucking political. Everything's political. And then All I Want. I love it. All I want. I like the intro with the soft drums, and then it all comes crashing down. Her voice is just simply stunning. I love the breakdown at the two-minute mark and the huge drum build into the chorus. Um, Skin, we wrote this song in America. We just kept bumping into these people whose only religion was money. It's a song about greed. It's not uh, typical of Americans, just people who like hanging around bands. Um, I absolutely want to play this. Yep. Although we've heard you sing it a few times now. But here we go. All I want. She's my heroine. She's my heroine. She's mine. We need, when they come to Australia, we need to hammer their doors down to, to interview them. Um, absolute Beltar. Um, she said, there's quite a few melancholic uh, songs on this album, like this one. This is a song about how some things that you think are really good for you can also really fuck you up. I discovered this with someone I used to go out with. Oh. There's some weird little rifts at the last minute of the song. Funky, unusual. This album has a lot, like, of, yeah. lot of bridges yeah. in this song, uh, in this album, which are really, really good. Uh, I want to play this as well. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we're going to play the whole thing. Pretty much. She's my hero. I mean, pretty much you're going to look for a weak song and there's not that much, right? She's my heroine. She's my Oh my Only God. you. I'm crying, sorry. Don't cry. I'm a little bit. Really nice. The strings are lovely. You, only you can be the one. Oh. The strings were arranged by Michael McKeegan, who works with therapy. He also plays cello and he's fantastic. This is just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Can I just talk a little bit personally about this album? So I was, what, maybe 16, 17? And I remember going through we my first wee breakup Aww. and this album, because those, the next four songs, and they still remind me of that. I actually remember sitting at my desk in my bedroom, looking out the window, you know, having a wee broken heart, Aww. and trying to do my homework <laughs> and thinking, 
and just listening to those songs and they're so lovely. So I feel like she talks a lot about that and I feel like she Aww. helped me through that. Oh, just being a wee, nice. you know, because everything seems huge when you're that age. Like you'll never get over it. Like that's the world. I'm not leaving my bedroom. Yeah, that is true. And now you think about it and go, that's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> what were you doing? And, but, um, so this album has a very, very, very strong personal connection from, and when I think about who I was then to who I am now, like it's just strange. Like it's weird when, and I know we do it with all the albums, we've grown up with them. Mm. I've literally grown up with this album. Yeah. Because it's got you through some emotional times. Well, yeah, which really we're not emotional when we actually, if we're all honest, I was <laughs> like a little clown being like, <laughs> but, but but it's, I don't know, I just listened to that album again and those tracks and it sort of kicks up some of this those memories. Oh, that's lovely. Were you doing your homework though? <laughs> <laughs> I'll rephrase that. So I was sat at my desk looking out the window with a wee broken up. There was books in front of me, but... <laughs> um, Alright, did we play that song? We're playing no, it. No, we're playing it. Alright, okay, here we go. Hedonism, just because you feel good. Oh, God, what a song. What a song. It's this lovely song about um, heartbreak. Yes, this, uh, one, this is the one I this used This is play. the one. I hope you're feeling happy now. Yeah. I see you feel no pain at all, it seems. I wonder what you're doing now. I wonder if you think of me at all. Do you still play the same moves now? Or are those your special moods? For someone else, I hope you're feeling happy now. So sad. It is. It is. It is. So this is it. She um she talks about this track. I wrote hedonism at four o'clock in the morning after I'd just been really bad dumped by my first love. Oh, see, same. Same. That first dumping is always the most painful. I was crying my eyes out and picked up. I would a like to. Hit, I would like to add in that I was the dumper though. I just ah. Oh. Oh. So I just want to make that clear. Just that so. wasn't. I'm glad you clarified that. That was not clear. I thought you'd been dumped. No, no, no. I was the dumper, but I thought I'd made a mistake. And then I was going to pick the wrong person. So oh, so you had like you had a yeah. That's what I mean. It's like to go through. Oh uh, yeah, I was the dumper. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> Not that my um, ego needs to care now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, I'm just edit so, that one out. Uh, just, just so everybody knows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, again. I'm going to play this because it's a brilliant song. Oh God. All right. Here we go. Twisted. Oh. And every day it hurts a little more. Have I sing this already? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I really think this is a good song. I, I, I like it. Again, I love the, the lyrics. I cried in the sunlight. Would I fake all the times I loved you? Just to, just to play in the game I twisted with you, with you. I need to believe you. Sacrificed all the lies we made up, how we kissed. Then we made our wish to the end. To the end. I'm not going to play it. Right, and the only reason I'm not going to play it is because we've got so many other good songs. To play. We're playing it. No, I can't. Why? Because we need to move. We can't play the whole album. All right, we have to make a cut. There's a couple of things, that are, songs that we don't need to play. 
We love our, we love your apathy. Why are you not playing it? Oh, that's too late. Oh my god, Moving that's on. so Moving sad. On. Do you want me to sing it again or yeah. something? No, you've already, you, oh. I think you've sang it like three times. It's fine. You will get the gist. Uh, Sorry, everyone. We love your apathy. What do you think of this song? We love it. She loves it. I love your apathy. Uh, this song is about how we keep voting in the same piece of shit government and how the Labour oh, Party so are condoning this apathy. I always vote, though. I like mm. to have a voice, even if it's a technical, tactical vote. Um, I reason I skipped the previous track is I really like this song. I want to play this. I one. prefer Twisted. Well, you lose. So we love your apathy. Oh my god! I'm going to play that. Weep, brazen. Oh my. See, there you go. God. Yeah. I'm not going to play that. I'm just kidding. Wait. What? So talk to me about I'd have hung up. <laughs> hung, <laughs> up. <laughs> hung up. Not hung up. Walked <laughs> out. Sorry. Go on. Why don't you weep when I hurt you? Why don't you. It's really brutal when you think of the lyrics. Like, oh, it's really it's full so on. It's so intense. Yeah. And when you're 16, that's hectic. Yeah, like, it is. Like, Why don't you weep when I hurt you? Why don't you weep when I cut you? You don't bleed and the anger builds up inside. Full on stuff. Beautiful. Do you want to hear this? If you don't play it, I swear to God. It's too, I've edited it, it's fine, we'll play it. Alright, playing this. Picking on me. Oh, that's so sad. I know it really is actually. Well, enough, he's picking on me. It's a really Kick my head in because it's all that he's seen. That that lyric, the lyrics are clearly like because I've often thought about it. Like kick my head in because it's all he's seen. Just is about I guess how I guess bullies start. Because it starts in the home. It's Correct. like what people see. Yeah, definitely. And they think it's the norm. And it goes for any type of abuse. Yeah, yeah. And I just go, wow. Yeah. And she's singing it from the voice. And you can relate to it. Because she's, for me, I feel she's singing it from a young person's mind or mouth. But it's a beautiful song. I love the picking and the acoustic guitars in this song. It's, it's, I agree totally with you. Um, Skin said, we've never done a song with just guitar and vocals before. Beautiful. But it works really well on this. It was inspired by someone I knew at school who really wound me up and was always up the teacher's arse. You just knew he was going to you just knew he was going to grow up to be a policeman and he did. It's about how racism starts in the classroom. I knew it was like that, you can tell. You were right, so it is a gorgeous little song. Play no. it. No. But what? He... <sighs> Don't play the next one. I'm not gonna play Milk is my sugar. Why can't you play picking on? Why have you just not played like two of my favourite? All right, I will play picking on me. Thank then. you. Soon enough, he's picking on me. Kick my head in, cause that's all that he's saying. Soon enough, he's picking on me. Um, okay, milk is my sugar. Oh, I'm not a massive fan of this. Milk is my sugar. <laughs> I, I mean, as, I like it. Same as you, I probably don't like it nah. as much as the, the other songs on the album. There's a bad, like, completely badass bass line at two and a half minutes, which is brilliant. Um, 
Skin said, this is a fucking disgusting song about sex. My mum asked me what it's about and I said breakfast and she believed me. I bet some squirmy little bastard will show, you, show, her, show her a copy of Select now. No, I'm not playing that. No. Uh, glorious pop song no. is the song to end the album. Glorious pop song is absolutely brilliant. I love it. I love it. And it's so very unskunk-like. And it's not the way I feel like it's going to... You don't expect the album to end that way. No. Because it literally is a pop song. It is. And it's so upbeat and happy. And it's like we've gone through an emotional journey on this album. Oh, yeah, by far. And then you come out with a smile on your face. <laughs> like, I like it. So you start off angry. Yep. Then you're a wee bit sad. Yep. Because you're a bit heartbroken. Yep. Then you're really sad because picking on me is really sad. Yep. And then you're back in the game a little bit with milk is my sugar. And then you end it on a happy note. Like, it's a full-on journey. This is an emotional journey. It is. It this is. is not for the faint-hearted. No. So the song was originally called You're, You're Still a Strange One. It was so poppy that we got worried that the record company would release it and that would become known for that type of music, like Extreme did with More Than Words. Oh, yeah. When oh. we recorded it, we covered it with swear words so it would never be a single. Smart. Um, I really enjoy the song and we will it. play it to take us out of the episode. So, um, overall, it's a great album. And we've talked about your sort of connection to it at that, that time. We heartbreak. Well, we were, you know, we were teenagers. Everything What's was... your heartbreak album? No, I don't want to talk about that. Go on, share. I share all the time. Uh, it's good for you. Well, uh, Pulp, this is hardcore, probably. Mm. Is that the second, their, their album after yeah. Columbia? Yeah, that one. Um, all right, so... Don't, don't, see this is why I never told you You've got this look in your eyes Shame. I'll give you a wee cuddle after this Oh I'll take that, yeah, yeah okay uh, Let's get into some reviews Negative, MTV Right, this is ridiculous well, Don't care what you say Remember the moment of recognition when you realised that Beyond the muscular bod And groovy tattoos And the impressive amount of sheer noise He can make Henry Rollins sucks it's a feeling that once again rears its ugly head when listening to Skunk and Nancy, a sophomore album, Stoosh. In fact, UK rocker Skunk are basically a PC version of the Rollins band, with the big mouth, raging tattooed, short, hetero, white boy, replaced by a big mouth, raging tattooed, short, lesbian, black girl named Skin. Otherwise, the song, or the lack of it, remains the exact same. I hate who wrote that. Uh, I can't remember. T- I've looked at it and it's like a paragraph on the M- no. like on MTV's. Wait, it's ridiculous. MTV. I mean, let's think of the outrageous programs that are on MTV. Shush, stop talking. Tom Sinclair's gave it a B. The second album from these British upstarts finds Skunk and Nancy trading their debuts polite Pat Benatar rock. No, it's not Pat Benatar. Yeah, more confrontation. Love is a battlefield is a great song. Ah, uh, yes. yes. On Guitar Hero. Yes. You are correct. Uh, more so, where was I? Uh, trading their debuts, Pat Benatar's ish rock for a bigger, more confrontational sound that flirts with metallic overkill, even as it embraces folk and pop. Sure sign they've toughened up with Stoosh, the way singer skins nails on chalkboard vocal on Yes, It's Effing Political gets under yours. Not great, are they, right? Let's get to positive. B. 
Bear Man, 5 out of 5. I recently discovered this album having completely forgotten about Skunk. Coming back to after 15 years reminded me just how good they are. There's no filler on this album. Every track stands on its own. And the band are as amazingly tight with hard-hitting precision and matching sharp and occasionally harsh lyrics. It has stood the, t- the test of time remarkably well and doesn't fall into any other genre of any specific decade. Well worth coming back to over and over again. All music, 8 out of 10. Skin proves herself capable of more personal issues as well as on the subtle, moody, infidelity only you and the lighter, musically pop rocker, glorious pop song. Skunk's full frontal charge can be wearing at times, but for a good dose of aggressive hard rock with better than average lyrics, Stoosh succeeds more than it fails. Angel Posium, last one. A superb album by an extraordinary band, Skunk and Anty are a group of very talented artists whose musical talents are showcased in such an awesome way on the Stoosh album. Skin with her formidable singing only adds to her strength. Having seen them live recently, I can safely say that her future stuff will be top-notch too. They'd be awesome live. Oh. Awesome. What rating did you give this album, Les? Ooh. Eight. You gave it seven. Really? But this is, you got to remember, very harsh with your ratings. You're about a point behind me. I give it an eight out of ten. Oh, it's an eight. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> you would go with an eight? I'd I'm stick with my eight. Um, I talked about trying to see them live and I had the chance to go see them in Dundee when I was a kid and just didn't go for some stupid bloody reason. That's a regret, isn't it? It's a massive regret. Can I tell you the really funny reason why? Oh, no. Pretty sure it was because my mate had um, pay TV and he had the Playboy channel on it. That was it. I think that's why I sacrificed going to see Skunk and Nancy. (sighs) It's not good. I'm not proud of it. You shouldn't be proud of that. Thanks. Skin Uh, would think you're disgusting. Yeah. Well, I was a teenage boy, you know. Um, Website, skunkanancy.com, and they're on Twitter at skunkanancy. Are they touring? Yes, they're touring Europe now. Um, They're going everywhere, ending in Cardiff in September. Spotify is all of their stuff apart from the best of, which I thought was quite unusual. And as I mentioned, they're hopefully going to have a new album out soon, which is the sort of feeling I got from Skin in that interview. Are you ready for next week's episode? How do you how do you how do you move on from this? I'm 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 um I'm emotionally drained. Actually. You look knackered. Well, you did a lot of singing. I feel uh, like I feel like I want to talk about it again. Well, we're not doing that. Like I don't really want to do another album now. We'll just call it quits. Just like, pack it up. No, I feel yeah. I think that I just hope the next one. You're going okay. I don't want to be deflated. I'm get, I don't you're want not, it to be you're not like if it was something like Cooler Shaker next I don't know what I'd do but seriously though because I feel like quite um, I don't know I really really enjoyed talking about this album like okay. I've actually really had a great time oh good I'm glad um, how do next you feel? week I don't know it flew by and I really wanted to do this episode, like, I really wanted to do it justice, like, so I don't know, I need to re-listen to this to see if I have. Like, I think we have, right? Justice, boom. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like there may be a lot of people who listen to us who might not know this album, because it doesn't fall into that traditional Britpop. Good point. I do feel now that anyone who hasn't listened to this album, listens to this episode, will want to go and listen to the album. I do feel we've been passionate about it. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we've covered a lot. Good I think point. we've talked about skin a lot. I think we've covered the band, yeah. tracks. Yeah. Um, I feel really happy. These, the other thing I didn't mention is the consistency of the band, right? If I and I've gone through their albums 
because like I said, I sort of disconnected and lost touch when I when I came here for um, post-orgasmic chill. But I went through this, listening to this with fresh ears to all albums, and their new stuff is is gorgeous. Like it's they are still making fantastic music today, um, and I'm really looking for. They sound great live. They obviously love each other dearly to to be so close and yep. still together after all this time. Passionate about making music. Skins a dead set legend. Mm-hmm. You know they're 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 a great band, and it's great to to see them still together and making great music. So next week is one of your albums, Leslie. Oh, and it's been a while um, since we talked about. Oh, what? Do you not like this next album? Not as much as you. Oh, all right. So this is a. You got really passionate about when we talked about the band. This is the solo singer. Singer. Ian Brown. Yeah. Okay, which album? Well, for it to be up there, because you don't like unfinished monkey business. Must be Golden Greats. It's Golden Greats. Because you do like that. I do like that. I do like not as much as you. And this is the album that you finally got me to go. Woohoo! Yeah, they've got me a little Dolphins bit. Dolphins were monkeys. Okay. So next week, we're going to do Golden Greats by Ian Brown. Um, anything else you want to add before we round out the episode? What's my homework? Oh, yeah. Didn't I give you your homework? I didn't, no. did I? Thank you. So Superfood, Bambino, Neon Waltz, Strange Hymns are the albums. Strange Um, Two very different bands. So I'll be curious to know what you... Well, very much like this week, right? We had a sort of T-Street band, a bit electric, versus She Drew A. They, 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 they. Oh, great. Lovely. All right, so we're at Britpop Banter on Facebook and Twitter, or email us, and we'll see you next week for Ian Brown. Bye. Bye.